Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Assemblyman Angelo Morinello. Assemblyman, good morning. Good morning, Joe, and how are you this morning? Doing well this morning. Uh, you know, uh, last week I brought this up in uh, my interview with Jack O'Donnell, and through the week we've got we've heard from more school districts uh, sending out, reaching out to families, uh, drawing their attention to this. Uh, it's an article from the Times Union saying that half of New York schools could see losses in foundation aid, and now you're getting emails from school districts saying that the current budget uh, from the governor does not provide the funding to keep certain programs intact at local schools. What can you tell us about this? Well, the the, um, negativity you've explored throughout the week on this show, but let's let's look at school aid first, okay? Let me give you a little bit on how it works, which I think is important for your listeners to understand. Um, The state is required by the New York State Constitution to provide for the maintenance and support of a system of free common schools wherein all children of this state may be educated. How it works is there's currently 22 school aid categories that make up a school district's total aid package provided by the state. And then there's three ways the categories distribute aid to a district, flat grants per pupil, wealth-based ads, and expense-based aid. The reason I'm giving that little bit of background is it's a complicated system that is utilized and has been utilized. This, and and the, the main thing that school superintendents rely upon is predictability. And by predictability, I mean that they have to look forward. If they had this year's budget, they have to look forward to next year's budget. So there was one thing that was always uh, part of the budget process called hold harmless provision. And what that was, was each district knew that they were not going to leave, receive anything less than the prior year. They were held hold harmless. So they knew at least they had the base amount that they could work on. Without notice to them, this budget came out and eliminated, eliminated the foundation aid hold harmless provision, where now it opened the door to manipulating the uh, foundation aid. Um, Additionally, as part of the claim that we have figured out a way to balance the budget, they reduced the inflation factor. So the, um, the normal is you use the prior year's inflation factor 
to assist in increasing the aid or at least keeping the schools hold harmless so that they could operate. Well, what they did is under the current law, the inflation factor utilizes a full calendar year and would be 3.8%. What they did with their smoke and mirrors was they used reduced it to a 2.4 inflation factor, okay, by averaging it over the last 10 calendar years. It's a false narrative, but they're using it to try and establish. Now, last and and the 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 in the budget proposal, the governor, the second floor touts the fact that they fully funded foundation aid last year because they were behind. They were always behind. Well, they had all that influx of federal money. They knew it was a one-time fix, but did they analyze it? Did they look forward? No. They took the route for expediency for election purposes. And this is how the state government operates. And that's what this has done. Now, under that assistance last year from the federal government, they were able to fund additional positions for mental health, which is becoming very big in our our schools. They were able to put additional staff on, language. I think Niagara Falls School District has something like, I want to say, 36 or more languages that they have to address in their schools. So, They have language instructors that come in and assist with that. All of these are going to be subject to elimination. So it's like, I don't know if anybody remembers uh, the the old cartoon where Wimpy was one of the main characters. And Wimpy's line was, I'll be happy to pay you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. Well, what this is doing is they're giving you cheeseburgers today. They did it last year. Okay? But they not, there's no money to pay for them, so they keep kicking the can down the road. Last year's budget, total budget, $228 billion. This budget starts out at $233 billion, and once the Assembly and the Senate put their budget in, who knows how high that is going to be. The Comptroller has warned that we're running out of money, that we need to tighten the belt, but you don't tighten it on our school children. You don't tighten on those that will become the future of our country. And last year, if people remember, the, the governor touted the fact that she was going to strengthen the rainy day fund by adding money to it. And she did, without telling you that this year she was going to take it for the immigrant crisis. So in this budget, there's proposed $2.4 billion, $500 million of it from the rainy day fund for the migrants, for the illegals, for the housing, for the medical. And that is money that should have gone to our students. That's money that our taxpayers should have benefited from. So as you can see, we're really in a quandary. And this is just the start. I know we're talking about school aid, but let's talk about transportation. She cut $60 million from CHIPS. CHIPS is the money that our towns and villages and cities receive to help with their uh, paving, to help with their roads, to help with transportation. Cut that. The other categories, extreme winter um, recovery, pothole recovery, left them flat. Well, with inflation, 
there's actually a decrease in these. So when you really, you have to analyze every little aspect of that budget. You have to add the inflation rate to realize that your tax dollars are going to be buying less benefit for the taxpayers, Joe. I'm sorry, but we only have a short period of time and I need to get some of this stuff out. So go on. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I, I appreciate that. I want to go back to what you uh, mentioned because you said the money being spent on the crisis from the southern border, the, the, the migrant crisis, right. um, that that money was given uh, to handle that. So if it wasn't for the cri- the migrant crisis that you could argue was brought on by the governor, by the mayor of New York, uh, by the county executive here in Erie County, uh, then these cuts wouldn't have been made, right? Well, I don't know if they would or not would not have been made. However, that's not the only money because then what you have to do is look at the Medicaid. Okay, that's out of control. The Medicaid budget is out of control because we're also giving free medical to all these individuals. Now, I don't want any listeners to think that I'm saying we don't help people, but we have to be realistic. And you got to remember on the school budget. They cannot raise the school taxes more than 2%. Anything more than 2%, they have to have a referendum from the people. So this this really and truly will stifle the school budget. Let me give you a little idea. Just in my district alone, and we got hit, but I want to tell you, there's there's school districts out on Long Island and in Nassau County, um, $600 million. 300 million cut from their budgets. And you know what's coincidental? Those districts that were cut the most were the districts that the Republican Party had congressmen in that they're trying to take out. And so those are the districts that she hurt the most. Really interesting when you put it all together. See, you've got to look at all the puzzle pieces. And unfortunately, the general public doesn't get them. But Grand Island, they were reduced. 1%, 159,000. Lewiston Porter, 4.8%, 507,000. North Tonawanda, 1,999,000. Niagara Falls reduced 284 million. I'm sorry, 1,000. They only reduced by the 1,000. Niagara Wheatfield, 338,000. Star Point, 270,000. Wilson, 539,000. And I apologize. Grand Island was 159,000. Lewiston Porter was 507,000. Not million. 
but North Tonawanda was 1,999,000. Now, the other problem with it is this. The, the statistics utilized for the foundation aid are statistics that were garnered over 20 years ago, with that, which has to do with the categories, all right? And the categories have to do with wealth in the district, ability to fund your own schools. But in that period of time, the demographics have changed. So there's been discussions on changing the analyzing and changing the foundation aid formula. But it was done this year without a study, and it was done in a way that hurts most schools and doesn't balance it across the board. So this budget is dangerous. Our teachers, you know, and, and what's been interesting also is I've met with, we've had meetings with superintendents. We had the uh, Niagara Orleans BOCES meeting, which was all the superintendents in the Niagara BOCES district, not just the BOCES, okay? And everyone, we're sending you letters. And I said to them, what are you sending me the letter for? I understand this. I'm here advocating on your behalf. Don't waste your stamp on me. Send it to the governor. Send it to the radicals. Let them know that there will be consequences. Elections can have consequences when you hurt somebody. So by wasting the time to send it to us legislators that are here advocating, that have been here fighting, okay? And fortunately, I can say, even though our dis my district got a little hurt, not as bad as many of the other districts in the state of New York, Joe. Um, it, it's a travesty. But this is taking all the oxygen out of the room. But people have to look at the transportation budget, like I had said, and every other budget category. Um, because what's going to happen is we're going to get hurt. People are going to get hurt. Their roads are not going to be as safe. Let's look at public safety. Now, there is a shoplifting problem. And in New York City, there's gangs. So we have police departments that, are, that should be doing their job. What does she do? She is mobilizing the state police to take over. She just put a new state police commander in. And day one, he eliminated all the top posts. So now, why are you putting money for shoplifting, which is local control, into the state police, okay? Are you trying to have one major force that is like your own army to eliminate all the local police forces? There's no increase for police. There's movement to increase the criminal justice reforms to make to close prisons, to make people eligible for parole at 55 years old, even if they've only served five years of a 50-year sentence, okay? So it, it's everything coming together that we need to keep watching. It's the whole picture that really and truly the uh, school aid packages are just the tip of the iceberg, Joe. One non-budget thing I would like to ask you, because you mentioned election, uh, things done in an election year, and we are seeing now the districts challenged again here in New York State. You know, a lot of people say that New York State's redistricting is the reason that Republicans have uh, control in Congress, and now it's getting challenged again. Uh, what do you think of uh, the districts getting challenged, and is this just going to be a regular thing in New York State? Well, this is, you said it. It's because they want more control. They w Listen, even in a household, 
when there's a husband and a wife. There's differences of opinion, and they, the good marriages learn to live with them and to debate them and to discuss them. We have one-party control in this country. Look at the disaster at the southern border. Look at the fact of the climate change, the, the rush to change the, the, the dynamics of, uh, based on climate change, school buses. So New York has one-party rule. But the one party that's beginning to rule in New York is the Democratic Socialists. It's not our parents' Democratic Party anymore. The moderate Democrats in Albany are being primaried by radicals, far-left radicals. We have a number of them there. We have one professed communist, one that leans communist. We have maybe 15 socialists, and they're trying to get more. But the difficulty is Western New York, some of the parts of the state, they don't see this on a daily basis. I try and put out what I see, what I hear, and what's happening. I don't want you to change your beliefs because what I'm telling you. I want you to pay attention. I want you to read. I want you to see what's happening. Make your own decisions. If you're happy on the direction of the state, then keep the status quo. But on, on that basis, we are starting to crumble under our own weight. I predict this budget's going to be at least 235 to 38 billion dollars. That's more than Florida and Texas combined. On a per capita basis, it's more than California. We are the highest taxed state. We are 50 out of 50 in business climate. Okay? But do you get that from the press? Absolutely not. Um, and I'm not saying that the, uh, anything that we need to attack the press, but what I'm saying is let's print everything and let people make a decision, Joe. Hey, can't, I can't agree uh, with more on that last part. Uh, I, I, one final question. I know I said that was my final question. Uh, okay. I'm here as long as you want. But this is my final question. You said the budget could get to a certain number when it's all said and done. When is that that number in stone? When is that number a final number? Okay. The, the budget must be in place by April 1st. Okay. So the 15th of this month will be the deadline for the Senate and Assembly One House budgets to go in. And then we have the three budgets that will be debated by three people in a room. Okay. All the same party. Okay. No, no ability for anyone to, to come up with a debate on certain categories, okay? So it's going to be within that one party um, that the debates will be going on. And um, what we'll do most of the time, now we don't know if it's going to be done April 1st because that's Easter weekend, okay? It's my belief it's Easter weekend. But we could do an extender of the previous for periods of time. Prediction is we may have to do extenders this year because of the holidays and the timing of it. Um, so, but technically, the Constitution is that the fiscal year begins April 1st. We will start seeing a little more towards that, I would say, probably by the second week in March, um, where things will start leaking out. Is But before that, we'll see what the other two budgets are, and then we'll get a better picture, Joe. All right. Assemblyman Angelo Morinello, always great catching up with you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. You have a great day. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 